What's up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Where It Went podcast. What, Greg, what are we calling this? A revelation? Yeah, we because we, we've had a couple things in the past, too, where we want to bring to light members of the Rev family. The Rev family tree. Yeah, that are, that are doing cool things. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we are here to talk to uh, Jeff uh, and Melody Caudle from Jeff from Game Face and your favorite train wreck. And Melody has her um, music that she's making under the uh, career woman moniker. And you guys both have some new stuff. I mean, actually, by the as of today, when we're recording this, Melody, you dropped a new single called The Little Dipper um, that people should definitely check out. It's on all the streaming usual spots, probably Bandcamp, I'm sure, all that stuff. And then Jeff, by the time this airs, you have something as well, right? Yeah, do you want me to tell you what that? Yeah, kick it. Yeah, yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, I I did a old man, um, sad bastard acoustic EP to commemorate my 50th birthday, which is on Saturday. Um, oh, nice. So, yeah, I, I um, this past year, you know, I, I just picked the best of some songs that I've written in in this recent year or so and uh, recorded most of it in my garage, some in the house. Um, and then the ch- I sent the tracks over to our good friend, um, Jim Monroe, and uh, he mixed it for, for me. But yeah, I'm just kind of, I'm putting it out really under the radar and it's free and it'll be up on all the streaming things on, uh, on Friday on the 9th. Awesome. And then, so you record, do, do, do both of you record your stuff then at, at your house? Various, various places. We, we, yeah. We've done, we've done uh, or she's done a song or two here, but for the most part, studios, you know, when, 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 we can, when we can swing it. The only song that's coming out that's ever been recorded here is the one that's out today. Well, that's right, yeah. Okay. yeah there was okay. probably right right here yeah in this room so, so, oh go ahead jason oh i was gonna ask jeff is there a name is there a title for the record that you're putting yeah, out yeah it, it's called old blood okay yeah so it's old it's called old blood it's a five song ep and um yeah it's all just it's all acoustic tunes all um one of which melody joins me on uh we wrote it together um but then the other ones are just songs I've written, you know, over this past year or so. Some are going to make it onto future projects, and some will just sort of remain in just on that EP. You know, I just wanted to do something. You know, fifty years is it's a pretty big deal. I feel, yeah. And so I just wanted to do something. I mean, that that's what I love to do anyway. So it was it was a kind of an excuse to make something. You know, that's what I do. And the song so, with both of you, sorry, that's Make Time Sleep, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a really great song, people, you know, if you just wanna maybe check out like if you don't have time and you just wanna, well, let me get a taste, I would say that's a good one to check out because you get kind of a feel for both of of your uh talents. Yeah, we, we um, even 
I guess it was last year, maybe maybe I, the, everything's sort of sort of blending together. But we were obsessed with the uh, Better Oblivion um, Community Center record, and we had talked about a lot how the how Connor Oberst and Phoebe Bridgers, you know, they, how their voices go together, and and we were noticing that some of the songs they're not really necessarily harmonizing. They sing in unison, but they're they're it's like an octave apart because his voice is so low and hers is so high. And so we wrote a song that, that basically does that. That was kind of our model for, for, you know, let's, let's do a song together. If I had my way, and we, if we were all less busy, I think I would probably try to do a whole record like that. But I think she's got better plans. <laughs> so what, are, what are your, what are your plans, Melody? I saw you had the, Right up in Brooklyn Vegan, which like that's like I don't know, that's a big deal, right, Jace? You know, I know Jason yeah. I've talked about like that's a big deal, and uh, the song seems to be getting out there. Um, what's what's the plans? Yeah, well, I have like two singles coming out, and then I'm hopefully gonna record another one like sometime this week, and then I'm starting to do like backyard shows with my friends to like you know, start easing into actually performing because I've never actually done it before. Um, so that's happening. There's one in like mid-July. So I'm starting to perform. That's like the biggest thing that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Are you nervous? Yes. <laughs> I'm. It's like one of my biggest fears, but I know it'll be okay. So it definitely will. And like when you have, I mean, your songs are so strong that you you don't have to worry like i can't speak for these guys but like my first bands the songs were terrible well so like I you know that's that's a kind of exactly where i've i've had so many questions ever since i listened to the the songs that you sent over um balcony little dipper and then make time sleep and waves we've been privy to listening to those songs and my my head has just been all over the place thinking about both of you and your writing process. So I'm going to throw some questions out there. Melody, how old are you right now? I'm 17. When I was 17, I was like just barely learning how to play along to Metallica and Justice for All with uh, a tablature book. I was uh, writing songs was not anything that I ever thought that I could do until I was like, nah, maybe 18 or 19. And then those songs that I do, that I did write were like, so just like rudimentary, crappy 90s hardcore. When did you discover that you could actually write songs and how much of that would you attribute to who your father is? Um. Okay, well, I like, made up little songs for my whole life because I started like piano and singing lessons since I was like four. So it was always like in my life. But when I was like 11 or 12 is when I first just started to like actually write full songs with lyrics and everything when I taught myself the ukulele. And I think that it definitely has a lot to do with him because, um, like, you know, he always played music around. And so I think being exposed to it helped me like build more of a, 
I don't know, ability to like write. Um, and just being surrounded by music since I was like born definitely contributed a lot to like being able to make music because it was never a question. I just sort of started doing it. I didn't think about it. So I think it was because I was exposed to it. Jeff, when do you think that the ukulele became such a gateway instrument for young kids to get into music? Because my kid is now 19 and that was like the first instrument that was really theirs. Like, this is what I'm going to learn how to play and learning how to sing off of that. When we were kids, ukulele was just like Hawaiian music, right? Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I definitely remember. And you remember, I'm sure. Um, she started getting into a band called 21 Pilots. Yes. They had a bunch of songs early on that featured the ukulele and they, they somehow they made the ukulele cool and punk and, and, and it's such a, it's such an easy instrument to learn. It's a gateway to the guitar. And so, yeah, she had a ukulele when, you know, when you were, I mean, you were very, very young, but it was just, it was the easiest thing to um, sort of connect every, all, all the other all the other instruments but yeah, yeah i remember when they did that video they did that yeah what's that song house of gold is that the like big yeah. ukulele song they i'm a t.o.p fan low-key sorry sorry everyone. <laughs> <laughs> i like i like what i've heard too i think they yeah. write they write really great songs but, uh, yeah they're great but they they also they had that one it was like the elvis cover the mm -hmm. i can't help Falling yeah, falling in love with you. Yeah, like, amazing video. There was like clips from the tour and whatever. Mm -hmm. That that I do remember her after being exposed to that, like starting to write songs and and she you know, like I said, I think the access of the access of the instruments in the house and the music being played all the time in the house, but also the idea that hey, if you have an idea you can just make it right now. Like there's no, there's no, you know, it's like the, the next logical step. Like I have a thing in my head, let's figure it out. Let's make it a thing. Or I have, you know, something I've been wanting to say. Like I think that's kind of been, and that's what's sort of been the, uh, like I guess the thing I'm sort of proud of with our family, we can, like it's it's just no question. It's like if you want to do if you want to do something if you want to express something, there's no there's there's no there's nothing stopping you. Yeah. And so I think that's where it's it became very natural for her to uh, you know start writing songs. Now the level and the sophistication which she's writing and and expressing herself, I don't know where that's coming from because <laughs> it took me quite a while to get to where I could write a song and, and feel like it was worth somebody else listening to but i some of these some of these songs that i hear coming out of her like there's like lyrics and stuff that i you know, i wish i had written and she's you know she's younger than i was when i really started to even you know really even start to try to do it yeah so let's let's talk about you jeff and where you like your exposure growing up with music and when you learned how to write. Did you grow up in a musical family as well? Or was it just a punk thing of like, grab a guitar and let's fucking play? I know. Yeah, there was none. But we, I mean, 
God love my parents, very uncool uh, house. Like not a, not a good record collection, not a lot of music being listened to. I mean, the, 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 the coolest thing I was exposed to in the, I guess the mid eighties was a lot of like outlaw country, like Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, but that was kind of the extent of it. But, it, and then I listened to the radio a lot. I was the, I was the kid who was like, I had to know like what was, like who the artist was, what, what the songs were. I just was always listening very intently to, you know, whatever radio we were listening to in the car, but we didn't have like, it wasn't like my family was like feeding me, you know, Beatles records or, or any of that. We didn't have anything sort of in the house, but I just was always listening to the radio and always like, I needed to know what, you know, and, and I never, I didn't really put it together that I could actually do that sort of stuff. It was just something I was super interested in. I didn't really start being able to even think of myself as someone who could play an instrument until I met a friend in high school, I guess early high school. He was a year older than me. Um, and he, he took a few guitar lessons and I, I just watched him play guitar. And it, you know, he was fine for, for having a few lessons, but I thought, okay, that, that doesn't look that hard. It looks like something that I could possibly do one day. But yeah, it, it was, I didn't, definitely didn't grow up with music around me like, like, like this house is. And from an outsider's perspective, it seems that in your musical career, there's always been a lot of melody to, uh, <laughs> excuse the pun, but um, Game Face, uh, March, and, you know, they were a little bit on the softer side. Did you play punk or hardcore at all before that? Or, like, even in the middle, have you dabbled in, like, heavier stuff? Um, the, the first couple bands that I tried to do, or that, that I did in, in high school, um, most, or the one, the one that like kind of did something was more of a, like, a new wavy, college rocky band, you know? But I also tried to to play it because I, I I loved you know Seven Seconds and Adolescence and Agent Orange all the the local stuff and that was like you know my my first experience of punk rock was all the you know Southern California stuff in the late eighties and I loved all that stuff but I just I, I couldn't get it together with you know with the people that I was that I was playing with it just wasn't going to happen we really tried we I mean we there was a, a hardcore band we tried to to ha make happen. The drummer just wasn't, wasn't getting it. And it's just, whatever we did just ended up being this sort of jangly rock, you know, uh, scrappy melodic type thing. And I, I guess just, that's what's going to happen no matter what, no matter what I, you know, no matter what I thought I was going to do, it's just, that's just the way, the way it comes out. Yeah. Cause even the earliest game face stuff has so much melody, you know, like, like I remember getting my introduction to Game Face was the Cupcakes EP. Um, and I remember like literally getting it because of Texas is the reason. I'm sure there's other people like me who, oh, they stole a lyric from Game Face. You know, it said on the LP. And I was like, I got to find out who Game, right, let, me, let me get Game Face. And that was the newest one. Wow. And I remember my brother was like, this is like the Gin Blossoms, but more punk. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, it just has that, like, the melody and that kind of 
you know, power poppy sound. Yeah, like you know, Game Face. We like the the me and Todd and the, actually all the guys that we you know the the original members of Game Face. We loved a lot of that power pop type stuff. You know, we 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 loved the Clash and the Alarm and the you know, there's a bunch of obscure power pop bands from around here. But uh, but we also we also loved you know Gorilla Biscuits and Quicksand and and all those type. But it just it just wasn't. You know, it just didn't it didn't feel right for us. So that's that's what ended up coming out. And actually, uh, come to think of it, now I, I only bought it on digital. But Melody wasn't. You're on a Game Face record, right? Aren't don't you play piano on every last? Uh, now is what, why is it every last time? Um, now is what matters. Now <laughs> you weren't even born when every last time came out. Um, yeah, now is what matters. Now, right? What were you like nine or something? Yeah, she played piano on Frames, yeah. the song Frames. That's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always bad with song names, but um, what was that like? Do you remember a lot about that? Like, um, It was really fun. Like, that was the first time I was ever in, like, a studio and, like, playing an instrument for an actual, like, recording. And yeah. I was, like, eight or nine, so... Yeah. I barely remember it, but it was just really fun. That's all I can really say. <laughs> I was going to say that had to be a, a like yeah. a trip, like to be yeah. on yeah. this, you know, in a studio with, uh, with your dad, with your dad, like playing piano. I on a, like hold the pedal down for me. Cause I was so short. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was working the, the foot pedal while she was playing. The, yeah, cause cause like ours, reach. the one at home was shorter and this one that I had yeah. to use was really big. So. I also need to give her credit for another song on the Now Is What Matters Now album. The, the last song called My Troubled Half was based, like the music for that was based on a song that she had been playing around with. You had, you had a bunch of songs that you would just play on piano. You'd make up, but this is even just before, you, this is before you were really writing songs with lyrics and really like making like, you know, rock songs you were just mm -hmm. saying okay here's a part here's a couple parts and this is what it's called or like this is um <laughs> and so I remember you had a song and I and I'm not sure if it was called don't rock the boat or Japanese garden the first one don't rock the boat <laughs> she had this it was just a, a little melody that I kept hearing and it was great it was both had both the right and left hand and there were some really cool things going on that I could hear like a bass line and a guitar line in her thing and I said I sat her down I said I think I'm gonna steal this part and I'm gonna make it into a song I'll make sure your name's in the record but she is credited for writing um music on 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 that song uh, it's definitely like the cool it's the coolest part of the song too and it's it's but yeah but I definitely it was just from hearing you know she was always plinking around on the piano around that time and uh Yeah, it, it it ended up being like the really like the coolest part of the of the song. See, and that's why you should buy the physical. I bought it on iTunes when it came out. This is before I was really buying many much vinyl. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, man, if I would have the physical, I would have known that. Like I knew I knew about the the keys. I didn't know about the songwriting credit. So that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and the keys is just that you know I know it, like it, it was a simple part. I just kept hearing just some like some simple 
piano part in my head and, and we you know any of us maybe could have played it but you know we when there's a piano player in your family you bring him into the studio yeah so melody at what point did you like as a kid be like oh like my my dad's cool like my dad's like got this you know does this music and like yeah like, did you like go to the shows and see him on yeah stage? like because like, like, that's like, my dad that's like, so cool my, that was my question <laughs> yeah like my kids are 15 and 11 and they they don't think i'm cool yeah same <laughs> <laughs> well i think like as soon as i started to get into music like for real like 11 or 12 and like i had bands that i was obsessed with and i like knew what it looked like, I realized that that's what he was doing my whole life. And so it kind of clicked then, I think. And I, I don't know. I think he's cool. I don't know if that's lame to say. <laughs> it's not, no, it's not because he is cool. And yeah, like the, the, the thing is, is like, I guarantee you there's probably bands maybe that you like, and you guys may have already talked about this. They were like, they're fans of, your dad's stuff yeah oh yeah okay well that's it's a little different but i think this is the moment i knew actually so we went to warp tour and first of all this he was able to get us in somehow which i was like okay that's cool and then also (laughs) i knew a guy yeah like i met one of my favorite bands at the time when i was like 13 called water parks and like they had been on the same like label as him that's right they're on equal vision yeah yeah and that was like the coolest thing ever because they were my favorite band yeah, and I, were... I, I was earning a lot of points that day yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah like and it's just you know like i know you were on the game face you also one of my another release of your dad's i love is the uh the the rem ep that you did of the covers and you're on the great beyond yeah yeah mm-hmm. um and i know i'd asked when i talked to jeff a while ago about that are you are you a fan of of like a lot of the stuff that your dad is into? Like a lot of his influences. Like I know he's a, you know, he and I've talked. He's a big REM fan, and he mentioned power pop and all this stuff. Like, what stuff of his are you? Like, would you go see a show with with him? Yeah, well, I'm definitely. I like most of what he likes, which is is helpful. Um, I think a lot of my favorite bands are influenced by his favorite bands, which is cool. So like. We can talk about that, but like we talk about that a lot. Yeah. But like, I think we go to shows all the time of things we both like. Like we went to Not a Surf together, that because we both are a fan. And yeah, yeah. what else? I don't know. Like it's basically everything. It, it, it's like, definitely it like, yeah. It's def- over. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of like, hey, this. I know you like this band. You might like this band from the '90s or from the '80s yeah. because they they're clearly you know influenced by, and so um, and then she's she's definitely come to me and, and introduced me to a lot of bands that I maybe wouldn't have, you know I love Pine Grove now because of her and she said this is this sounds like something you would you would love, we went we went and saw them, and uh, you know there's it, there's a, definitely a lot of overlap you kind of go back and forth, when we when she was super young we would play a lot of you know a lot of the stuff that I liked. I remember uh, there was a lot of Sufjan Stevens oh, yeah, I was gonna say that. being played. And that's a thing that we sort of share. Um, you know, we love, we, we, most of those records are, are amazing. But 
Um, and then now, like, like I mentioned, the uh, Better Oblivion Community Center, we, you know, because she's, she's all over that stuff, but that's also something that, that I, you know, like I, I, I love all that stuff too. But yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of crossover. I'm constantly learning stuff from her, and then I'm making sure that she knows the roots, you know, like, oh yeah, if you like this, you like the Smiths, or if you like this, you probably like REM or, or, or whatnot. But yeah, there's a lot, a lot of that. It's been really cool, you know, like both of us getting like, you know, musical history lessons like all the time. Yeah, that's awesome. It's gotta be, and it, I think too, like whenever you're getting someone, you know, you're kind of letting someone in the door and saying like, this is a band I love and means so much to me. And then they start to appreciate it almost gives you even more of an appreciation for the, the, you know, what you're, what you're passing on and, uh, and, and all that. When I heard the song balcony, um, I was painting here in my messy garage and I had to restart the song over like three times because I, I loved it so much. And I think it really reminded me of Rilo Kylie, and not just because you have a really nice, pretty voice like she did, but the feel of the song. And then I wasn't expecting there to be like other instruments for some reason. I thought it was just going to be like a girl and her acoustic guitar. Did you write, like, did you have in your head melody, all of the instruments? Um, actually I didn't at first. Um, and then I showed it to him and then he suggested it. And then after that, I took that idea of having more instruments and then ran with it. And did you, are those programmed or did you actually sit at a drum kit and write those? You don't have to tell us, you don't have to spill your secrets if you don't want to. <laughs> I think that's a good, pretty good story. The, the guy yeah. that we should probably do, do a little shout out to Roger Camaro. He, um, he was in the band No Motive, and uh, oh yeah, yeah, I know that. Recorded, he recorded her first EP at his studio down in Santa Ana, um, and he played drums and bass, and Melody played guitar and sang, and it was kind of like that. The, they were the band; it was just the two of them, and that was like already going like two years ago, and so that had been already been a thing. She didn't have a band, you know, we were just writing songs, and but it was great to have a guy that that can can do that and we met him through Sergi from Sam I am who we saw the two she and I were at a snail mail show and uh Sergi was there and we started to talk and he said if you like this you might want to you know check out this and that and our my, my buddy Roger he he'll, he'd be a great guy to uh to uh, record with because he could do it all he could basically be your backing band so we did that or she did that and then, like the next year, we want we had or we had at least a few songs we were going to record. One of which was "Balcony," and I remember we went down to his studio, and you and Roger were playing, and he was playing drums, and you were playing guitar, mm -hmm. and we they recorded like just a quick demo of what what it what it could sound like, and they're like, "Here's here's an idea of what we could do with drums," and that was March. Mm -hmm. 12th of 
2020. 2020. <laughs> oh, wow. Literally like the day, that was the day my kids got sent home from school. Yeah. And so <laughs> we sat on, we, had, we basically sat on that demo for a year or more. And so we had, um, in, in between the time, he was able to record drums and bass and send it to us. And we, but we weren't really able to go to an, another studio to finish it. And so when, when I was mixing or when I was having the, my EP, my acoustic EP mixed, just you know a few months ago, I went down to Jim Monroe's studio in Santa Ana, or in, yeah, Costa Mesa, Santa Ana. And uh, along with mixing my record, he also, we also brought the tracks for Mel's song. And so Mel was able to go down and record vocals and play guitar and, and basically play, finally play on top of the, these drums that she's had for over a year. So that's what happens there. And also a little far side connection. You know, we know Jim Monroe is tight. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. We've already talked about Jim. And, and, this means less to Mel than, like, except for, uh, you know, it's Uncle Popeye's guitar, but uh, the, the guitar she played, the acoustic guitar she played was this, the, basically it was the, the uh, guitar that was played on all the Farside records. That's like, so cool. Yeah, yeah. see that. And, and maybe one day you'll realize, Melody, even more how cool that is. That juju. Yeah, because yes. uh, yeah, it's definitely, yeah. Bit of bow to Popeye, we love Popeye. It was a nice full circle moment to have, you know, Popeye's guitar, Jim Monroe at the board and Melody playing her song. And I wonder what that's like for Jim Monroe. Cause like he, you know, was working with, uh, with you guys. Yeah. You know, probably around the same age as Melody or like, you know, maybe within a couple of years, like that's gotta be surreal to be like, I'm now mixing Jeff's second generation. Yeah. Like, that's mind blowing. Yeah, it was it was really really quite cool, and and Jim did a great job with with the song. He didn't like you know, he was he was great with her. Um, you know, I wasn't sure how that was going to go, but he was great with Mel, and uh, he gave the song just the right amount of production. You know, not too much, and it was it's, it's it sounds really right for what I what I think she was going for. Yeah, like I was going to comment too that the production it has it's it's I don't want to say low like it's not lo-fi, but it's not overproduced either. It's like it, it is. It hits it hits a real sweet spot. I mean, honestly, it's it's one of my favorite songs that's come out this year. Like people definitely need to give it a listen. Um, get those streams going, yo. Yeah, get the get the streams going. Get some band camp. Do you have any plans, Melody, to do like a full length? I know that's kind of a daunting thing, you know. And and I know, kind of the way things work nowadays, a lot of things are just like here's a song, here's a song, here's a couple. Yeah. I do want to like I have enough songs for it that are written and so hopefully i think in the fall i'm gonna that hopefully yeah i think it's also because we've had this year on pause yeah you know this is a year that she could have been out there you know putting a band together doing all these things and so she has some catch-up to do as far as like at least the progression of what i think how i think, think things should happen yeah but um Hopefully I'm going to have a band and then I can record it. 
yeah. so it's not bad. Yeah. So is that why you decided to give give it the name, you know, the moniker of career woman rather than just having it be your name? Like you want it to be like a band, like a, do you want, now, do you want it to be, are you looking for people to collaborate or you still want it to be a band where, you know, Hey, I, I write these songs. I have a band. Cause that there's tons of bands that all of us listen to where it's like that, where, you know, there's one person that's the main songwriter and everybody adds their, uh, you know, talents and, and uh, own spin to it. But at, at the end of the day, like the songs started with, the main person and, and, you know, a guitar or piano. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. Um, I mean, like we, I changed the name half because of that and half because like my name is so hard to find online and on Spotify. Like if you just type in melody, like yeah, it's like not going to come up. <laughs> so that was part of it. And then the other part is that, yeah, that's the end goal. Like to have it be a band, but like still be my thing not yeah right yeah it could be anything yeah it could be anything that's what that's what i like too like it has possibility to career woman could be you could have a song of just you and an acoustic guitar exactly like or it could be a full band like sort of like um like dashboard confessional like you know we everyone knows like it's chris caraba but yeah he has points where it's an entire band he's touring with or whatever. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah. yeah it keeps it open, flexible. And it's, so I, I think it's a good move. Yeah. Plus it looks, it always looks cooler on a t-shirt, uh, you know, to have like a band name. It's yeah. sometimes a tough sell to have like just somebody's name on a shirt. Yeah. That's, that was, that was always my thing. Yeah. <laughs> like all the times I've seen Bob Mould, I've never bought a t-shirt that says Bob Mould on it. Oh, I thought you were a real fan. I know I'm not. <laughs> Have you guys ever considered doing a split seven inch? We've been um, suggested that many times. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if 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 you are out there and you are seri- you, and you would be seriously into um, funding something like that, give us a call. <laughs> Maybe um, like uh, Revelation Records, yeah. perhaps Jordan. Well, <laughs> Come on, Jordan. <laughs> you know, I, I don't really want to, like, I would love it. I would love it as a, as a dad. Um, I don't know if she would love it as a, as a, an artist. Sure. But you know, because I, yeah, like, I don't, I don't really want to get in her way. I want her to kind of find her own path as an artist. And, you know, I don't want what happens sometimes when you, look up look her up on apple music and it says the similar artists and i come up mm. I'd, ra- I'd rather that not be the case i'd rather her you know find her own crew and and and, and that's happening now. but yeah i agree also it would be fun like yeah I just something fun to do yeah like that's what right. i think i mean it w- but but okay. like um we're gonna do it no matter yeah. what like, like yeah. i may just press it myself for just to you know for christmas or something like that but uh which, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I love, I love the idea of it, but, I, but, but I'm just saying like, I, I, uh, I understand her not, not wanting to, to be sort of tied to, you know, nineties dad rock. Yeah. Especially, especially cause now it's so like, I don't know if this is a word, but like algorithmic, 
like like music is so based on an algorithm now so if i'm connected to him in that big of a way online right. i can't like you, get you, out you, you know you want me, you not want that shake me. it's bad it's not bad but it's like right you want to still forge your own yeah. i did think that was what was cool about the brooklyn vegan piece at least f- from reading it i don't think they they didn't mention you jeff no. by name which I, I i made a note of that right away i was like that's pretty cool it said you came yeah. from a musical family but yeah i, I don't yeah. think that yeah that, that's that's where they left it and i don't even know if, if the, the her record label lauren records which is great you know little i guess they're not even really little but they're you know they're they're a cool indie label um they've been been very good to her and they have not tried to lean on that at all and not not like it's very valuable but i think it's i think it's smart that they you know have really tried to just make it it about her she's she's a new 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 person and uh yeah it's cool i i actually I was jealous that she was in Brooklyn Vegan, and I haven't been in Brooklyn Vegan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's, I said, I said earlier, but that's, yeah. it, that one's a big deal. Yeah. Um, uh, Jeff, have you ever? Are you concerned about being a dance mom at all, like a pageant mom? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. am I getting a little too controlly here? I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm well aware of it. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, yeah, it, it crosses my mind. I don't think that I have the. I don't think I have what it takes to even really, really be one. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not afraid of it actually happening, but I, I never want to, I never want to even come across like one. And so, Sometimes when I ask for his advice, <laughs> he doesn't give it to me. He's like, figure it out. And I'm like, I actually. Well, and I was, that's, that's honestly probably a good move because, you know, and then maybe if, or he could be like, well, tell me what you think. Because obviously, if you have some crazy idea that just makes no sense and sounds terrible, he can, as a dad, be like, "Yeah, no," but definitely, I'll, I'll step in if, if needed. But it, it is it's it's a, it's a it's a delicate it's a dance, and it and it's a metaphor for everything for parenting and whatnot. But yeah, we, I think, um, I do always have I do always have opinions, but I don't want to I don't want to you know be too in in your face about them. There are, there, you know, uh, there are, were songs where I, I suggested something that really, really worked for her, and that was great. And so then I can kind of step back and just enjoy that for, for a while, and then, and, and, and then maybe tr- try, to, try to stay out of the next one, you know, and just kind of, you know, because it's, it's, there's a lot to be said for, you know, figuring it out figuring stuff out on your own and, and, and not, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely, I don't want to hold her hand through this type of stuff, but I do like when she comes to me and says, Hey, I have a thing, you know, what do you think about this? Or what's the, what would you do? Or, it, it, it is cool. I, I still value that. A lot. Yeah, I would. I don't know if, I don't know if my kids have ever, have you ever asked me for advice before? <laughs> I just got a blank stare from my 15 year old. So <laughs> no. Doing great. Yeah, so um, maybe someday. Melody, I wanted to ask about the um, the video, the official lyric video about putting that together. How long did that take? And how did you have a team and crew of people working with you on putting those together? No, it was not. just me. And then he helped like draw a few of like 
maybe half and half. Yeah, she gave me a few photos to draw on top of, but it, yeah. it's, it's all her. Like the, the, I just, and it went quick. I, I did it in a few days just by myself. And then he, I think you just helped draw a few things. And mm -hmm. then I did all of the like filming. Yeah, she's very talented when it comes to the visual side of stuff. I was gonna yeah, say I saw your awesome. your make you made a movie, right? Yeah, I have one done, and I just finished filming another one for like my film program at school. So, yeah, <laughs> it's it, like, I yeah. I'm always amazed at the level of yeah. That's <laughs> it, 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 like this the one that she just finished. It's gonna. I think it's from what I could tell so far. It's it's a, you know it's a short film, but it'll it'll look like a real movie. It's it was taken really seriously. They had the clacker and the sound and the you know like camera rolling. You know whatever the whole like you know uh, it was it was great. She directed it and it's fantastic. Like the just yeah. just the idea that these fifteen or so kids everyone kind of had their job and it was amazing to watch. Yeah, it definitely helps that it's through school because it's hard to get that structure just by like, hey friends, do you want to make a movie? Like, right. Not gonna work. But yeah. since it was through school, everyone had their job and they knew what they were yeah. doing because we learned how to do it. So I love, like, I think that environment helped. Will it be something that you're, you're gonna put up for everybody to be able to see? Uh, yeah, eventually, because sometimes film festivals don't let you have it online if you want to submit it. So depending on one, how it turns out, if I want to yeah. like submit it to anything, and then two, like how long it takes if I get into any festivals. Um, the first movie I made took like a year to be on YouTube, but yeah. okay. if you want to see it, I can send you a private link. Okay. Yeah. We'd love to, we definitely love to see yeah. it. Like I just, like I said, I just think the, your work ethic and talent is so admirable because I think back to when I was 17 and I had none of that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't speak for Jason or, or Javier, but like. I too had none of that. Yeah. I was lucky no. that I like did okay in school and that was like the end of it. Yeah, it's 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 impressive. The and, and the uh, the stop motion, stop animation video that she did that was her last year's project. It did go get into a couple festivals and and did you know well. And she got you know a couple awards and it, it's and but she also wrote the score. And it's just it's it's like it's this it's the story it's this amazing story but it looks beautiful and it's shot it's insane it took weeks to shoot and then she also wrote the score on top of that which i was just like just thinking about it like i i, I like it's 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 insane that that you that somebody of that age has, has the capacity to, to do all this stuff so especially when you think too that like the more you do it the better you're gonna get like it's just you know, it's natural. I mean, like this is our, this is our best episode we've done because it's our newest one. Right. Yeah. Jason Hoff. Yeah. Because like, you know, we know what we're doing. Right. But um, yeah, like the more, like just to think that you're doing this now, imagine 
continually working at it, what it'll be like in five years, you know, how much knowledge you'll have and experience. It's, it's pretty awesome. Like you should be proud. Both of you should be proud. Definitely. Um, so I guess I wanted to, I wanted to ask a couple more things. One. So for melody, we were talking about music and bands, uh, career woman gets to play first on a five band bill. Who's going to play on that show? Oh my gosh. Five. Okay. Well, four. So you're first, you're first. You got to, you get to pick four. I'm holding up three fingers, but I'm saying if you get to pick four more, you're opening the show game face. And then what other, (laughs) (laughs) your favorite train wreck. (laughs) Popeye. Yeah. Oh okay, definitely. Um, I would say like a snail mail because that was the band that got me into all of this type of music to begin with, and then um, definitely Phoebe Bridgers would be the headliner because so. <laughs> uh, maybe Beach Bunny. And this band called Thick that I really like right now. Yeah. Okay. They're yeah. A, like a, a punk trio, all women. They're on Epitaph. Yeah. They're great. Thick. Yeah. yeah. And it's like just T H I C K. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, to be wow, they're on Epitaph. That's yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. All right. That sounds like a that sounds like a good bill. Yeah, it's it's. You mentioned Phoebe uh, Bridgers. I know Jason had said, right? Jason, didn't you say that uh, the balcony uh, reminded had a, that feel to it? Yeah, yeah, I did. And I could tell the Elliot Smith influence also, or that uh, I saw you talk about that in the article. But I could hear that in the vocal patterns. And totally, thank you. That means yeah, that's very high. That's compliments. what you. That's what you like to hear. That's cool. Yeah, like. It's, uh, and I, I, I agree. And then Jeff, I guess what do you, you know, we, we talked about, we know what melody, you know, wants to get a band going, get some shows, write some more stuff. What's you have this EP old blood yeah, comes out by the time you hear this, yeah. it's going to be on the streaming sites. Yeah. Uh, what else you have on tap? I know you have an, a new band. Yeah. I have a new band that we've been chipping away at for, going on two years, you know, with the pandemic, throwing a wrench and stuff and just, and just taking our time because we're old, but the, this band's called Low Coast and uh, it's, I, I, when I describe it to people, it's, it's, it's a little bit eclectic, but I would say, and, and this is, might be how I described it to you before, and it was if Neil Young fronted Death Cab for Cutie. And so it's got, a lot of um, like a kind of an alt country influence. However, it's technically, you know, like an in, like an indie rock record. Anyway, I, I, I the band is fantastic. These are guys that are not from our scene. They they haven't been in any of the bands that we all know. They're pro, like professionals. Um, they they they're they're you know old guys have just been doing it for years. They they kind they kind of work. Bass player and drummer work in um, uh, composition for like film and TV. They they score movies and, and TV shows and things like that. Awesome. And so they really know their stuff. And we got this lead guitarist that is just 
disgusting. Like he, I, I, I write all the songs and I bring the songs to the band and they, they, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly the, like the worst musician in the band by, by, by far, but, and they make me sound so, so good because they kind of interpret my stuff in, in a way that I uh, wouldn't be able to, or just don't have the capacity to. So anyway, the band's called Low Coast. The goal is sometime by the end of the year, we'll have this record done, but we've been, we've been lagging. Um, not really because, you know, it's a lot of other outside factors, but that's, that is on the horizon for sure. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say people want to check out, uh, at least to be updated. Yeah. Do you have an Instagram low coast yams? Y yeah. Y A M S. Yeah. Um, and there is a band camp I see, but it just right now only has a t-shirt. Your shirt. <laughs> um, um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm hoping, I'm really, I'm hoping by the end of the year, we've, we've been putting a lot of time into mixing and uh, we've made a few videos. Like we're, 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 we're trying to do it right. Um, uh, oh, I guess this is appropriate. The, um, Kevin Ratterman from Elliot, the drummer from Elliot, he, he's, he's mixing. He's mixing. Oh, oh nice. Awesome. Yeah, and I'm we, excited to hear this. I'm, I'm, you know, excited to hear. Yeah, we've been doing it just one song at a time. We've been trying to 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 kind of sort of live with a song and as we go, rather than get all the music and then just mix it all at the same time, because we want to have want to have each song kind of feel like its own thing. Because I mean, I love records that that are really cohesive, but I also love records that take. We're really trying to to make each song be its own chapter. And so we've been, that's, that's part of the reason why we, it's been taking a long time on top of, you know, the world shutting down. So it's the plan is to have it as a a full length album. It'll be a full length with a you know, a couple singles uh, uh, off the top. I'm hoping that the singles can can come out long before the the record's ready, but I, I, I I don't really know what the schedule is going to be. like. Okay. And then any, any more, um, any more solo stuff from you this year? Besides, now you were talking about an oh. EP that's going to be out today when people are listening. Yeah. But you know, I know you're a guy always writing. Is there any other plans yeah, no, for that? May bring us up up to date. Yeah, the, just the, the solo EP, low coast on the way. Um, Game Face is going to do some shows in the, in the nearish future. Um, but yeah, I think that that kind of does it as far as like what I'm, what I'm doing. You, you're a busy family uh, as far as music. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, and you know, hopefully you guys can both play some shows out here on the East coast. Um, Yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to doing, to going anywhere and playing it anywhere really. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mel and I, we're, we do have a, idea sometime and it probably won't happen until next summer but we're, we're gonna do we do a little tour together or something like that oh nice you guys don't say you could just do like probably the both of you with guitar yeah there's plenty of places out here if you want to make a trip out east have you so melody i guess that's a i keep having more questions have you been out uh to the east coast ever yeah i mean we have like on my mom's side, like all of our family lives there. Yeah. So I go a lot. 
Okay. I haven't been in a while, but um, I used to go like every year to see family. So I love it there. I'm excited to go again. Well, we'll be excited to have have both of you out here. And um, everybody should check out the Career Woman stuff on Spotify, Bandcamp, Apple, all that stuff. All the stuff. Uh, you know, follow, uh, did career woman have an Instagram or is it just your own? Um, it's just my name, like my first and last name. Okay. So if people want to get updates and then of course, check out Jeff's new EP, wish Jeff a happy birthday on, uh, the 10th, the 10th, right? Yeah. The 10th. Um, someone has to give you 50 punches. Is that how it works? Are you going to do it, Melody? I guess that morning you just give them 50 punches. Someone will deliver that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, be on the lookout for um, Low Coast, some Game Face shows. I'm dying to see Game Face. Um, Me too. So, yeah. So thank you both so much. Yeah, thanks for joining us. It was um, awesome. This was really cool. Like this is the first time we had a a a, a, a kid. Yeah. A kid of a rocker. Yeah. I love it. Rev offspring. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was was an awesome conversation. Thank you both. When Jordan's first uh, child was born, I I, I can't remember who it was. Anyway, a few of us asked if if we we asked him, are you going to give it a rev number? (laughs) And what did he say? The jury's out. We can't I, say. I, I think he just laughed, but yeah, but this <laughs> little awkward. Yeah, Rev laugh. two hundred. Rev two hundred. Yeah. No, no first six seven inches box set for you. Right. Yeah. Because that's what we're hoping for. Rev. I'm holding out somehow that Rev two hundred. They do like Discord did. Oh yeah. Box, Put out box the, set. The six seven inches. Yeah, that's cool. No. Come on, Jordan. <laughs> All right, Jeff, Melody, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll forward you the graphics if Jason hasn't already. And this no, will I go up Friday, this Friday, Friday. right? This Friday. Yeah. Is that your birthday, Jeff? Uh, birthday Saturday. 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 Well, this will be your birthday present from us. Appreciate yep. it. Yeah. No, right. we appreciate you. And, and Jeff, I'm so stoked that we will get to speak uh, with you several more times yeah yeah because uh, we have and, some, and we'll, several we'll have to do the uh gin blossoms and sloan and uh counting crows episode we'll do that together <laughs> no that'll be a patreon episode just so i can torture these guys yeah so so i'm assuming jeff's uh team counting crows i am, I am. on yeah, the counting crows on Any... the counting crows versus third eye blonde uh so yeah. jeff we jason and i would we're getting texts from mike dc like sending right jason he was like sending yeah. us like jason you got to listen to the song he was sending like certain counting crows songs he's like just read the lyrics man L- lyrics alone they they destroy yeah they're, they're an emo band yeah do you like anything beyond the first two records uh it, it gets real spotty after i was gonna say i don't know anything i had the Saturday nights, Sunday mornings, because I I'm a huge I love. There, there, there's a few good songs on that. Let's let's not bore these guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that Black Crows record. 
That's Javier's retort always is black crows. To which I say, no, the black crows obsession, that's that's Drew and Garrett from New Rising Suns. So I'm in good company. You are. Fair enough. All right. Thank you both. We'll talk to you. Okay.